Oh yes, Dan Housen here. Very nice, very evil, very famous. Here to tell you that you, hopefully, are listening to the Weekend Wrestle Podcast. Yes, it is a wonderful mix of wrestling history, discussion, and comedy. Yes, very good. Isn't that nice? Well, anyways, if you're not listening to it, how do you hear Dan Housen say this right now? But nevertheless, if you're not listening to the Weekend Wrestle Podcast, you're cursed. <laughs> You're listening to the We Can't Wrestle Podcast. Now it's time for our host, Nate. Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome to the latest edition of the We Can't Wrestle podcast. The Maxson Brothers here with you. I am Nate and my brother Aaron, of course. What's up, everybody? It's been a couple of weeks since we had a show. And uh, this show, of course, here on WrestleMania weekend, the biggest weekend of the year for pro wrestling. And uh, we're recording this on Friday night, so by the time this show drops, uh, WrestleMania will be well underway. And I hope everybody, whatever you're doing, whether you're there in Dallas, like our buddy John Majewski, who is uh, representing the Asylum with Heath Slater this weekend at WrestleCon, or uh, whether you're watching it at home, or whether you're not even going to watch WrestleMania, and you're going to sit back and watch old school wrestling, whatever you do on WrestleMania weekend, you do you, and I hope everybody enjoys, and I hope those of you that are going to watch the show enjoy the show, I'm, I'm looking forward, I'm always looking forward to it, even though it's not like it used to be, but yeah. I still look forward, I still look forward to WrestleMania. I'll watch it. I don't know a lot about what's going on on it, but I'll watch it. I, I'm, I'm, I do it every year. I'm like, all right, WrestleMania, is this going to be it? Is this going to be what gets me, gets me given the fever again? I'm hoping it does. And I know this isn't going to be a popular statement, but I like the guy. I'm kind of, I'm 99% sure it's going to happen, but I'm really hoping Cody Rhodes shows up. I think he'll. I think he's going to be on the show. I don't think he's going to be the guy facing Seth Rollins, just because I think he was originally going to be, but when all the the leaks came out and everybody started, I think I think Vince and whoever is pretty much like, no, we're not doing that match because it's what everybody expects. I think it's going to be maybe Shane McMahon. Bleh. I know, but that was their original plan before all the shit went down with Shane at the Rumble was their original plan was to build the Shane versus Seth at WrestleMania anyway. So, but I don't, I don't, like I said, I think Cody will be either at Mania or at the Raw after Mania, but I don't think, I don't think at this point it's Seth and Cody. I just don't think so. Now I could be wrong, you know, I've been, you know, but. Yeah, I know the guy gets a lot of hate, but I like Cody. The, uh. The premise of this week's show, it might be short, it might not be, it always depends how we get, if we get in the weeds or not. We're going to do one of our random questions shows this week. Archie was going to be here with us, but was not able to be with us. So each of us have three questions to throw at the other, and I made a quick bonus question too, just in case, but um, they don't have to be wrestling related. The three originals that I had were, so all of mine are all, all, all of yours are. Yes. All right. And so they're you want all, to go first? They're all championship-based, too. Okay. If you want me to go first, I'll go first. Yeah, go ahead. All right. I put do you guys, but there's not two of you to ask. So do you guy <laughs> think that Rick Steiner would have been a good short-term NWA champion in the 88-89 season if you want to call it that the year i i think he was i think he was over enough um to get like a quote unquote fluke win like you said short term i don't know that at that time that he was the guy that you roll with like you know a year to, or to, yeah to draw greensboro for six months or whatever but yeah i mean he was like 
He was super over oh, yeah. at that time. Like that like I think and, and I'm glad he did because it was it was cool. But like if Scott Steiner would have never gotten the the business, I think Rick would have had a completely different completely different career. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, I'm glad Scott did because the Steiner brothers were the fucking shit, you know? Right, right. But I think Rick would have had a had a a huger singles career, in my opinion. Oh, I do too. And I think I think like I said, he was over. He had potential. His his promos. It's funny because Scott's promos are wild and out there. Rick's promos at that time. We're talking about eighty eight, eighty nine. They, he was crazy, but it worked, you yeah. know, like he was kind of a, uh, what do you want to say? Like a savant, like he was kind of a simpleton yeah. and he got in the ring and he was a fucking beast. And and it's like I've said before, and it's even with comedy, it takes a smart comedian to play a dumbass, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying Rick Steiner's character was a dumbass or whatever, but Rick Steiner, the guy isn't a, isn't a moron. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. He's, <laughs> He's an educator, like as far as I like, he's in like school systems and shit like that. So it, it's like, I mean, he's a college graduate, but mm-hmm. I, it's just like, I like think the eighty nine, the eighty eight and eighty nine Rick Steiner. I think he would have been a cool like four month or whatever champion that like beat Flair and then Flair's chasing him or whatever. You know like, what else was? Worked. You know what else was a cool phase of his career? He didn't always have he didn't always have uh what do you want to say Steiner Brothers esque matches, but he wasn't meant to. But that like he was one of the cooler things about like ninety nine WCW. Yeah. When the, he had when he had know, the black the black singlet and yeah, the you, you know, know Brit, if you don't like me, bite me. Yeah, yeah. I actually dug him at that time. Like yeah. he had that um, cool black jacket too that had them like chrome bulldogs or whatever on the mm-hmm. shoulder. Yeah, Rick. Rick's awesome. I don't think the guy gets enough credit. Me neither. And I think it's because he gets kind of overshadowed by his brother's gigantic fucking personality, yeah. you know. But yeah, I agree. I think he's underrated. And um, yeah, so yeah, I think he could have worked as like a you know. Again, I use the word fluke just for the lack of a better term. But you know, he 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 gets the, he gets the, he gets the the wacky roll up on Flair or whatever, yeah. and then the Horsemen fucking are. <laughs> you know, like what the fuck? <laughs> and then the NWA could be like, "Holy shit, this goofball's the champ." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. our champion is insane. He's talking to his hand. He's like, <laughs> "What is going on?" <laughs> and and you could do a whole thing with like he beats every single one of the horsemen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like, like flip the script on Flair. You know, like he used to have to go through the horsemen to. Um, get the flare, but then he can be like, "Hey, you guys got a one of you guys got to beat me to get you know." Does that make to sense? get flare to get flare a shot? Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> I like yeah. I think it would have worked. Well, mine also goes back. This my first question here also goes back to the NWA in the eighties. What happens? And and I know I know the 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 general consensus, and that is part of my answer, but. What happens with Magnum TA if he does not have his accident? Uh, I think he ultimately, I don't think he stays that way, but I think he ultimately would have turned on Dusty. It's funny that you, it's funny, it's funny that I have that written down. I actually have written down, he probably, he, because they were planning for him and Flair at Starcade 86. Yeah, he probably wins the title from Flair, has a title run, loses it back, and then ultimately turns on Dusty. Because if you watch Magnum, Magnum wrestles and acts like a like a heel most of the time. Yeah, you know, and, and, and I almost think it would have been cooler the other way. Like what were you were saying with him winning the belt? Like yeah, give him the belt. Like the guy was going to be the champ. Like yeah. it was going to happen. Um but I don't think Dusty would have ever did it, but I think they could have turned Dusty. Honestly, the only mm-hmm. reason, I, the only reason I say, I think it would have happened this way is because I don't think Dusty would ever turn himself heel, but they could have almost did, and it wouldn't have been as long of a story, but they could have almost did like Andre Hogan. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
like have Dusty come out with JJ and be like, "Whoa, what the fuck?" And like, like, like six months into his run or whatever, and Dusty being like, "I've been, I helped you get in the business. I did this. I did that." And you haven't even offered me a shot, you know, mm-hmm. like, like even have it be like, um, during the match, like the horsemen try to get involved or whatever. And dusty, dusty runs them off. And he could even be like, dude, if it wouldn't have even been for me, you wouldn't even be champion. Yeah. And you don't you offer would, me a title shot. You he, know? Could be, he could be like, not only would you not be champion, but you wouldn't even be here. Yeah. <laughs> and, but like I said, I don't think dusty would ever turn himself. But, it, to what you're saying, it could have worked though, because if you remember at that time, the fans were, were actually moving. turning on Dusty. Yeah, they didn't like him. Like, he would do those. He was, he was he was doing those interviews in the empty studio for a reason. Because people were like, "Ric Flair's the shit." You're a fat fuck. <laughs> There's even a couple times if you watch NWA where he's cutting his promos and stuff in the building, mm-hmm. and those people get to him, and he actually reacts to him. Like, like he'll be like, "Shut up," or whatever. To the, like the crowd, because like all those flare guys that were like wearing their suits and stuff. Yeah, they were actually yeah. the dust. John, John Hitchcock and all those guys. Yeah, they were actually yeah. like they were getting to him, like mm-hmm. where he was visibly like, like noticing what they were saying and shit like mm-hmm. that. So I think it would have been cooler, like I said, for Dusty to be a heel, but I don't think he would have did it. Another part of the question, I guess, would be: Do you think ultimately Magnum goes to the WWF? Do you I think, think? I think he would have. I yeah. think he. I, I think he would have bolted when Dusty did. I, yeah. that's, I, that's just how I feel. I think he would have bolted with Dusty. I think that was just they were the, the they. It's not the same thing, but they were almost like the um, um, Malenko. I think they would have been like the Malenko Eddie Benoit type situation. They like, go to get where one go goes, the all the other goes together. If you're ta- if you're taking me, you're bringing Magnum. Mm-hmm. If you're bringing Magnum, you're bringing Dusty. Which I mean, that imagine Magnum versus we could have got Magnum versus DiBiase. Yeah, Magnum versus man, Magnum versus Randy Savage. I don't know why, but to me, that's just like a wacky match to think of. Just yeah, I don't awesome. know. And yeah. I don't. Part of me also wonders if it happens, though. If Magnum goes, does Warrior get to where he was at? Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I guess, talk about like if Sting would have bolted and went to WWF, uh, Warrior probably wouldn't have got to where he was at. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sting could at least wrestle, you know, yeah. speak. But, um, I, I like I said I don't think I I, I think Warrior would have still probably been a thing, but I don't think he would have got to where he got. Yeah, because well, yeah, because if well, if you think about it, all right, if we're thinking about this kind of a time frame, so Dusty goes to the WWF in what eighty nine. So if we're saying Magnum goes with Dusty in eighty nine, Warrior's already got he's already in the Intercontinental picture, but he hasn't gotten up to that main event level. That's yet. what I'm saying. I don't think he would ever been. I, I think they would have put the belt on Magnum TA before they put it on Warrior. And, and that's the other thing about Magnum is I, he got in his accident in 87? 86. 86. Mm-hmm. I don't know what year he debuted. I'd have to look it up. I think around 83-ish. Okay, so he's three, four years in the business. He was only going to get better. You know what I mean? Like, like his promos at first kind of rough, you know, but his work was never bad. Mm-hmm. But and, and they they booked him right by going, okay, this guy's a puppy with big paw. That's one thing I'll give Dusty. Don't do shit you don't know how to do. You know, mm-hmm. I find him going out there and and having three minute matches and giving people the belly to belly suplex because that's what you do. That's what people right. want. <laughs> like like it's it's Goldberg. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. People, people people don't people don't want to see Magnum go seven minutes with Thunderfoot. Yeah, but I think actually <laughs> if his career would have went continued on, he would have got there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think he could have been like a Barry Windham, just like fucking awesome. This big motherfucker that can go. He can make you. He, obviously, he can cut heel promos because he cut heel promos when he was a face. Right. 
<laughs> but he can get the chicks. The chicks are digging him because he's good looking. The dudes like him because he's a fucking badass, and you could do whatever you want with him. Mm-hmm. All right, your next question. All right. If they went ahead and went with their original plans and didn't change, if they put Luger over Yokozuna for the WWF championship at SummerSlam, do you think the WWF audience would have eventually warmed him? No. No? I don't know what it is. He was... I have always thought this, and I even thought it back then. Lex Luger seemingly would be what you would think would be the perfect addition to the World Wrestling Federation. Vince's body type, you know, he's charismatic. But for some reason, at least, at because they, to me, they didn't run with him heel long enough for me to say it about a heel, about him as a heel. But as the baby face Lex Luger, for me, in that whole thing, he just never fit in there. I don't know what it was about him. He just, he never fit into the WWF. And I don't know if if ultimately, because I always envisioned, I always envisioned him eventually turning back heel, you yeah. know, and and having a feud with Brett as heel Lex Luger, like kind of the kind of his his same shtick from WCW when he was a heel. Yeah, he takes um, Yassi's money. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or, <laughs> pretty much, or or it hicks up with Cornette or something. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see them warming to him. And I also think at that time that the, and and you and I were both watching then, and I was a huge WWF fan. By that time, by the time Luger was chosen to possibly be the guy, the WWF audience had chosen Brett as their guy. Yeah. You know, like, like we, we, we had Hogan. Now Brett's our guy. We've hitched our wagon to Brett. You know, those of us that stuck around after Hogan left, Brett's our guy, you know, and I think that that probably hurt him a little bit, too. In the, I'm talking about Luger, but yeah. probably hurt him a little bit. I, I think he would. Uh, I, I agree. And I just think that maybe if. I, how do I say Lex Luger is a heel. Like, I, I don't care what anybody <laughs> said. The guy is a heel. Mm-hmm. Like, if you. Like, listen to stories about the guy back then. Like, that is what he is. He's a fucking heel. Um, like, now everybody says, oh, great guy. You know, like, anybody mm-hmm. that Lex Luger back then says, the Lex Luger you know now, completely different human being. Completely yeah. different. Like, it, it, he's been he's been humbled by his life experiences, yeah. you know. And, and, and this is how I kind of want to describe the guy. And you might be like, what? And I'm not going off like his work rate, promos, anything like that. To me, when I hear stories of Lex Luger back in like the 80s and shit like that, I think in the locker room, he was that era's Randy Orton. Like, I think he was that guy. I think he was just the guy that was like, I'm fucking... Randy actually was, but he's the guy that's like, I look better than everybody else. I'm getting this money. Mm -hmm. And just think does that make sense what i'm saying yeah yeah like randy orton at that he now he isn't because he's a grown he's a grown man with children and shit like that but it would it was randy orton at that time was a heel you know what i mean like this guy is a heel out of the locker room like like when he's when he's a like they would say luger would be in the hotel and people would come up and be like let's give me your autograph and he'd be like i don't got time for you you know what i mean (laughs) yeah you're a heel in real life like like Tony Schiavone, I, I we talked about Tony on the on the Reliving the Extreme podcast. He he said that um, you know there's peel and eat shrimp. Mm-hmm. You got to peel it. Luger would like pay bartenders like five bucks to peel his shrimp because he didn't want to get it on his hands and shit. Like peel my shrimp. <laughs> peel my shrimp. Peel my shrimp. <laughs> I want to peel your shrimp, and he'd be like twenty bucks. Peel my shrimp. And they just <laughs> peel it for him. It's like that's a shitty human being. Like I shouldn't say shitty. That's a cocky heel thing to do. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But this dude's doing it in real life, and I, 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 I totally agree that I don't think Luger should have been a thing. Like every time Luger's a heel, I'm into him. But when he's a babyface, I think he's, he's boring. Same. He's Absolutely boring. same. Yep. 
And on Randy Orton, just in the weeds a little bit, that's how you can tell that he he is how you can tell that they saw a shit ton of talent in him because he was a prima donna little asshole. Yeah. Along with his buddies, Maven and Mark Jindrak. Can you see where they are now? And they were like, with him, they were like, ah, oh, we got to, he's put him under the learning tree, you know, yeah. Ric Flair, Triple H, <laughs> Ric Flair, probably, uh, and that, that was probably by design too. Flair probably kind of was there to uh, get it out of his system. Yes. The playboy part out of his system and Triple H to bring him, you know, to center him as far as the performer and shit goes. Nothing, nothing happens in that company without a lot of thought going into it, at least back in the day. I don't know about now, yeah. but now they, I don't know. <laughs> Jim Ross wasn't dumb. I'm not saying this. What's his name? What's the con guy's name? Tony Khan? Not Tony Khan. Nick Khan. Nick Khan. I'm not saying Nick Khan's a moron. You don't get to be in where he's at and being a moron. You know what I Mm -hmm. mean? Mm -hmm. But I just, I don't know. He's not. He has. He has. He. he, he, It's. It's a totally different thing. Jim Ross is a wrestling guy who looked at the wrestling product, and Nick Khan is a businessman. Who is looking? He's looking at WWE, no different than the CEO of Walmart is looking at Walmart. Yeah, you know, it's not about the socks. I don't care about the socks. I just care about the bottom line. <laughs> you know, the socks aren't great quality. They're buying them anyway. <laughs> exactly my point. Yes. <laughs> All right. Next I question. Will Walmart. And I won't buy our shoes. <laughs> but I'll sell the shit out of them. <laughs> You can keep that on the podcast. We have crap shoes. <laughs> All right. My next question. I actually, when I wrote the question down, it was supposed to be one answer. I have two. What is, and there are not a lot of them out there. I had to think about it for a minute. In in, in everything that has happened over the years with, with the mergers of the WWF and WCW and ECW and all the purchases and and people jumping from company to company there aren't a lot left but what is a match or two that never happened that you would have loved to seen well we just talked about one through text message the other day and i was actually watching an ecw pay-per-view and i thought about it when i saw these two guys together i've never seen jake roberts wrestle terry funk Mm -hmm. And I think it would be fucking fantastic. Yeah, well, and even not just wrestling, the promos and the, the yeah. buildup and everything to it. Yeah, like, and and I, I was like you, I was like, no way, it never happened. And I searched it, and it never happened. And I think it was just a matter of they were always ships passing in the night, you know, yeah. like they were never in that same promotion or territory. Or if they were, which I don't know what they were, because Terry, okay, Terry's in the WWF. In 86, but I think by the time Jake comes in, Terry's gone, and Dory's with Jimmy Jack. Um, I don't think they were ever... Did Did Terry ever even wrestle for Crockett? Other than when he was the NWA champion, it would go in? I'd have to look into I don't, it. I don't think he did. I think Dory did, but I don't know if Terry ever did or not, at least on a full-time basis. Early 80s, Jake was in Crockett. Terry wasn't there. In the 90s, they were never in the same promotion. So it just never worked out. But you're right. It would have been a great match. And the reason I thought about it was I was watching Heat Wave 1998. And I posted this too. Like, they're talking about that Forbidden Door and all this shit. Like, being like this original thing. ECW's Forbidden Door was fucking insane. <laughs> like, like, crazy. Like, in this one fucking show, uh, Tracy Smothers and Tracy... Only real wrestling fans will understand why this was cool. Tracy Smothers fought Tommy Rogers. It was fucking great. Okay. <laughs> fucking great. And this match is going on, and the fucking FBI keeps getting involved. And fucking, like, Ulf Herman is now part of the FBI. <laughs> from, he's from Munich. He's from, like, Munich, Italy, or whatever. Uh, then. All this shit happens, and Chris Chetty's involved, and all this shit. You know, it's all going down. Um, Tommy Rogers ends up winning, and all from like 
Chetty had ran out. Uh, this is a long way to get to where I'm going. But Chetty had ran out Herman. Well, then Herman comes back and he's got Mabel with him. And Mabel <laughs> is now in the FBI. And um, it leads to like Spike coming out and beating both of them. Whatever. And then in the next match, or later on in the match, it's um, Jake Roberts is with fucking... Uh, um, Jake Roberts is with uh, uh, Tommy Dreamer in this tag team match. And then in this tag team match, it involves like Justin Credible and other people, fucking Rod Price and the one-man gang run out. <laughs> they fucking money from Justin Credible to beat up Tommy Dreamer and Jake Roberts. And the whole time, Jake Roberts is wearing like track pants and a, and a polo shirt. It's like, what the hell is going on? And then Terry Funk attacks Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> that forbidden door, buddy. That's fucking great shit. It's not everybody know Keith. Everybody knows Keith Lee's gonna show up, right? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> the fuck did Mabel come from? Yeah, what the fuck? It's <laughs> all one show. But anyway, what brought it up was because Terry is mad at Tommy because Tommy didn't pick him to be over his mystery partner. Yeah. He picked him over Jake. Oh. But it's the reason I thought about it was because Funk comes out and attacks Tommy Dreamer, and then Jake Roberts just is like, "Nah, I'm done. Like I, I did my part. Like you paid me to be here to fight these guys. I'm good." And he bounces, you know. Mm-hmm. But when I saw those two up on that ramp together, I was just like, "These guys never fought each other." And I even googled it, and the only <laughs> match I found, the only matches I found were people doing their fucking WWE or WWE. Yeah. 2K14 or whatever, Terry mm-hmm. Funk is Jake. So, yeah, it never happened that I know of. I have one more, and I don't know, and you, you'll probably tell me I'm wrong, but I don't remember um, Barry Windham and the Macho Man ever having a match. No, no. I think that would have been fantastic. No, they never did. Um, even if the, even if, even when Barry, even when they were in the same promotion at the same time, which is only once, it was that very short period where Barry was the widow maker in the WWF. They were both heels. Actually, Barry was going to be on Savage's team at Survivor Series. And then, yeah. Dad and brother got arrested for counterfeit (laughs) 20s. So, yeah, they never had a match. And you're right. It would have been good. Um, I actually wound up with two also. One, and I'm, and I'm thinking of, of like 1992-ish with these two guys. So it wasn't going to happen then. But just in general, I think that it's kind of a bummer. A lot of people talk about Sting and Undertaker. And I'm, to me, I, it would, I don't have any, I'd never had any desire to see that match. Even though, you know, people say dream match and et cetera, et cetera. But I think that at their peak, you could have got a fantastic match, Sting versus Shawn Michaels. Oh, yeah. Like like pudgy heel Shawn Michaels <laughs> against against Surfer Sting. Shawn probably would have bumped for him like a Super Bowl, you know. Mm-hmm. Because I mean? mm-hmm. and I think why is because <sighs> Shawn's a dick, you know what I mean? Like even now, yeah. <laughs> I, I understand he's different, but but the guy's a dick, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like Rob Van Dam said, he's the king of the. Uh, the backhanded comment compliment. Yeah, did you ever hear what he, Rob said? He said to him, "I have heard it, but I don't remember." For the listeners, why don't you tell him? Rob came back. I think it was like the first time he came back or whatever. And Sean was back, like doing like the DX stuff. I think that would have been about the time Rod Two, Rob yeah. came back. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember who he said he wrestled. It might have been like Shelton Benjamin or something. And Sean, like they had this fucking great match, and Sean came up to him after the match, smacked him on the back, and said, "God damn, Rob!" Or probably didn't say "God damn" because he's whatever, but he was like, "Jesus, I keep using that." Term. <laughs> Holy shit, Rob! I didn't know you could have a match like that. Like that was a great match, but all these years I've watched you, I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. My Van Dam, for Christ's sake. But, yeah, just like that type of thing. But um, but when I was saying, like, Sean's a dick or whatever, 
if if somebody else was a dick, he wouldn't he 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 wouldn't do shit for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. But everything I've ever heard about Sting, he's just a good dude. And I think Sean would have probably been like, "Eh, Sting, he's a if Steve, he's a good guy. I'll go out there yeah. and do whatever." Mm-hmm. You know, and and Sean, Steve's not Sting's not a selfish guy. Obviously, if you look at his WWE WWE run, he's not a selfish <laughs> human being. So, um, I think it would have been great. The other one that I have, and I think this would have been this 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 had this would have had the potential to be in the in the top ten matches of all time, given the two performers, Ted DiBiase versus Kurt Henning. I agree. I don't know. If, I I don't want to say it never happened. I don't think they ever had a match against each other. They would. I was just trying to think of when they were in WWF before they were Mr. Perfect and the Million Dollar Man, but they were both faces then. So Mm -hmm. I think. And I know, I know in 93 between the time Perfect turned face and Ted retired, I know they didn't have any matches during that period against each other. So I'd say you're right. I was just, for a minute, I was like, man, they were in the same place before they were Million Dollar Man and Mr. Perfect. So I was like, there might be a match on like a WWF All-Stars or something, but they wouldn't have been, they would have both been faces. Mm -hmm. Because I think Ted, Ted was like, what, like North American champion or U.S. champion, something like that. He was the North, he was North American champion, which ultimately became the Intercontinental title. Yeah. And they, they, they had like some weird little... And say weird little guys, but they had some WWF had some guys come in there that time. That if they would have done something different with them, I think it would have been a different thing. Like it was just weird. Some of the things they like, like they brought like Kevin Sullivan and Eddie Gilbert in, and they were like white meat baby faces. Yeah, like, what's <laughs> there? like what? I don't know. It just it is it is weird to watch those weird little time. Yeah, those weird, those old all star wrestlings from like nineteen eighty and eighty one. Like you said, Eddie Gilbert, like Eddie Gilbert, Kurt Henning, um, Kevin Sullivan. Yeah, there's somebody else. God, I can't remember off the top of my head now. But there's somebody else. When I was watching one of those, I was like, I didn't even know that guy ever wrestled there. (laughs) Gilbert's another guy. It's like, why would you ever make him a face? Like, Mm -hmm. Gilbert should be a face, natural heel. Yeah, like when he had his like little deal with Muda and like the NWA or whatever, it's like, uh, he should be managing or with Muda. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> but anyway, but we're on to your last question. All right. So we're gonna see if we have the same answer for this. It's nineteen. It's nineteen eighty-seven. All right, Hulk mm-hmm. Hogan on top of the world. Biggest wrestling star in the world. Maybe second or third biggest entertainment star in the world. Okay? Hulk Hogan. Ripping it up. He's in a match. Destroys his fucking knee. Like, just destroys it. And he needs a year off. Because his fucking knee is wrecked. Gotta get the belt off of him. Who do you put it on? I'm not going to put it on Andre. Yeah, this is 87, Andre. You wouldn't do that. So, who's going to beat Hogan for the belt? Or is uh, is he vacating the title and I'm crowning a champion? However you got to do it. I'm going to say, you know, if his knee's... I'm, doing, I'm doing mine with an injury angle. Like he gets hurt in the match. And okay. this guy takes the belt off him. Because at this time, I would... Probably, I wouldn't put it on Randy yet. Um, so your 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 main options, man. Okay, <laughs> let me think. That's a good question, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Because then I'm thinking, all right, are we talking post WrestleMania three, pre WrestleMania three? Um. I think to be honest with you, that I would probably I would probably have an injury angle where he has to vacate the title. 
Okay. And then I would probably put the title on because he's still he's still very over at this time. I would probably put the title on Paul Orndorff. Boom. That's who I said. I said Paul Orndorff, and I figured out how I'd do it. I, that's just what I think. I think, okay, he's beat Andre. All right. Hogan slayed the giant. Mm-hmm. Done it. Okay. Him and Paul are friends, right? Well, at this point, no, Paul has turned on him by this point. Paul's they, already... Yeah, because Paul turned on him in 86. Okay. And then and then they went into, after Paul, that's when he started the feud with Andre. But still, those are those two. But with, with Hogan and Orndorff, you can always put them back together real quick. Because they're they're one of those teams where you can you can they can fl- they're friends they're not friends they're friends. I was just trying to think like, okay, I guess I got my timeline screwed up a little bit. Um, did Paul ever go face again after he turned on Hogan? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because yes, because he gets back on Hogan's side because he winds up on Hogan's team at Survivor Series. Yeah. So okay, I'm good then. Yes. Yeah, you're good. You're good. I had had to re. I I had to count myself. (laughs) This is what I was thinking with the story. Was Hogan never gave Andre a title shot? Andre took offense because they were friends, and his friendship was ruined. So, in my mind, I was thinking Hulk Hogan goes, okay, I'm the champ. Paul's doing a great job. I'm going to offer Paul a title shot. Okay? Mm -hmm. Paul and I are friends. I'm going to offer him a title shot. Saturday night's main event. Okay? Something like that. Do it on Mm -hmm. national television. Not a pay-per-view because you're going to fuck the people a little bit. Right. In the match, Hogan doesn't have to do anything because his knee's fucked. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, um, 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 work wise, can like tweak his knee or something in the match. Orndorff sees it; it's a title shot. Fucking takes advantage. Takes advantage. Fucks him. Won't let the ref stop it. Pins him. Scoops him up real quick. One, two, three. Hogan's knees fucked up. And then afterwards, Orndorff's a whole year. At first, can be like, look, it was just a thing. You know, heat of the moment, yeah, 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 and then it eventually turns into you know what? Fuck him! It's a wrestling match, and <laughs> all you people. Does what I'm saying make sense? Yeah. And then just for like a whole year, people are like, "You fucked Hogan," and Hogan, and he's like, "It was a match. It was for the belt. It's about the money. It's about the championship." And then you let him have it for a year, and then Hogan comes back at WrestleMania four or whatever and beats him for it. And then he can still be like, yeah, sure. I took advantage in the match, but he never picked up the phone a year yeah. ago. Yeah. <laughs> asshole. This guy's an asshole. So I think that's how I would have ran with it. But yeah, we we definitely have the same the same person. Like, because, all right, you, Randy's there, but Randy's not ready. Not that Randy as a performer isn't ready, but as a character, you know. He's he's still he's still at that intercontinental level. He's not ready to be the main guy yet. And then I don't know. Rude was there, but I don't think they would ever put it on Rude. No, and I don't know as over as he as over as he was, and he was popular. As far as the WWF crowd goes, I don't know that you could have put that WWF title on Ricky Steamboat and it worked. No. You know, I think people, I think as much as they liked him, they viewed it more like Tito than they did Hogan. And I think Vince also, and honestly, and I think he's right. I'm not saying he did, but Ricky Steamboat's also like for as great as he was and everything, he's not the most reliable guy in the world. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of a flake. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as he doesn't like something, he's like, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm leaving. Or as, as, or as soon as his wife was like, this isn't right. He's just like, ugh. <laughs> my wife's up my ass. My wife's up my ass about this fucking contract. I gotta go. 
You know, <laughs> like, like I think honestly, that's the thing with Ricky Steve. Like, tell me where he was at for like in a significant amount of time in his career. I mean, other than, other than uh, Mid Atlantic pre expansion. Yeah, but during the expansion time when people have contracts and shit, mm-hmm. that's where the money was at. And I'm not knocking him, but he'd just be like, I'm out. Yeah. I don't like this. I'm good to go. See you later. Like, that's how Honky Tonk Man said that about him one time when they were bringing him back as an agent. He's like, really? Bring that guy in as an agent? And he's going to be the guy to tell a guy, why don't you just go out there and do what they ask you to do, brother? Just go out there and do what you're asked. I was like, what the hell did you ever do what you were asked? (laughs) Like, he's like the... Steamboat's like the nicest politician ever. <laughs> well, he wouldn't motherfuck anybody out of the door, but he'd just be like, nope, I'm good. And I, honestly, I think that's why they wouldn't have put it on him. Mm-hmm. But I, Paul Orndorff's the guy in that situation. I agree. So my last question is very simple. And I, it's been discussed on, I know, I think it's been discussed on other shows before. I don't know. I've heard, I've heard it debated. I don't know if it was on Facebook or whatever, but I don't know that if we've ever put the definitive question here on the, we can't wrestle podcast, simple question, the road warriors or demolition. Hmm. Awkward pause, but, um, Demolition. I agree. I say say that for a reason, and it's because of it's. I think that question is decided on where you grew up. Yeah, and um, we grew up in a in a WWF state. You know what I mean, Mm -hmm. and um. I also think demolition too, because looking back, I have fonder memories of Bill Dart, Bill Darso, Bill Darso, <laughs> Bill Edie and Barry Darso's matches. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like they were big bastards, but Bill Edie was a psychologist in the ring, and I don't think Barry Darso gets enough credit for being the worker that he was. No, not at all. And um, Barry Darso even took shitty gimmicks and made him great. Made him great. And I just like Blacktop Bully was fucking funny and cool. <laughs> like I don't care what anybody says, it was goofy, but it, he fucking made it work. Repo Man, nobody else could have got Repo Man, to even where it got without with other than Barry Darso. Yeah, but I just think, and I think Demolition had it had more layers to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's not knocking the Road Warriors, but... No, I agree. I said demolition as well. Um, Because, not only because of match quality, but also... um, I don't know. It's like you were saying... I I guess it's kind of exactly the same thing you were saying. Like, I just... They... When I was a young wrestling fan... Not that we didn't get TBS, but I was always more of a WWF kid. And they were one of the first things for me as a young wrestling fan that popped out on the screen. Yeah, it's like, you know, fucking cool, man. (laughs) End of story. (laughs) And I think they're they're a more, how do I say it? Like, Swiss Army Watch team, too, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, the Road Warriors didn't work as heels. You know what I mean? They tried it a couple times in their careers. Didn't fucking work. But Demolition could be either one. You know? mm-hmm. And they were a team that... And the only reason they turned them face is because it was kind of like we were talking about with Razor Ramon. It's like, these guys are badass. They look fucking cool. That goddamn song rocks. You know? <laughs> 
People want to like them. People yeah. want to like them. The only way they could have got them even more over is if they would have put like Sherry Martell with them in like a leather outfit or something. Then mm-hmm. everybody would have been like, God damn, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just think <clears throat> I just I I think they I I I think I've said all I can say about it. It's demolition. Like and said, again, back in the Road Warriors at all. That's what I was about to say. We're not knocking the Road Warriors here, um, but yeah, if I'm if I'm picking between the two, I'm going with Demolition as well. Um, funny thing though, there's a uh, I, I am currently watching uh, 1987. It's kind of post WrestleMania prime times, and um. One of the running gags. I don't know. It's funny. It's well, it's been like three weeks now, so I don't know how long the running gag's gonna go. Probably until Fuji gets with them. But you know, their original manager was Johnny V. Yeah. Didn't work. It, well, it didn't work, but one of the it's like this running gag on these prime times. Like they're having a match, you know, they have a match one week with the killer bees, and they'll have a match with the British Bulldogs, and they have a match with the Can Am connection. And every week when they come out, Johnny V's in his wrestling gear. And whoever's commentating with Gorilla, Gorilla's always like, why is Johnny V in his wrestling gear? <laughs> and the greatest boy, the greatest one is they come back from a match and Gorilla Monsoon goes, I've been asking the question, Bobby, but I want to know from you, why is Johnny V wearing his wrestling gear? Bobby Heenan goes, because he wants to. <laughs> and I was just like, it's it's so simple, but it's so funny. Like, <laughs> Harley Boo scrambled eggs, Grandma. <laughs> Is is one of the weirdest things ever when Johnny V was with Brutus Beefcake or what? Oh, it was weird. <laughs> They'd just be like, <laughs> "Yeah, what the hell is going on?" Is <laughs> they that long ass awkward segment where Beefcake's in that strip joint or whatever? Yeah. It's like this, this is fucking weird. It, I think part of it, Johnny V was probably like, "What the fuck am I supposed to do with this clown?" <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like seriously, other than other than like Jimmy Hart and Greg the Val- Greg the Valenhammer time, Greg the <laughs> Hammer Valentine, who you ever heard go, Oh yeah, beefcake is great. <laughs> dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I think Valentine's related to him, so he has to hang out with him. <laughs> Jimmy Hart likes everybody. Yeah. And he's Hogan's bag man. <laughs> like, even Valentine even knocks him at his Hall of Fame deal. And he's just, yeah. He's like, I, 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 I tried. I, I taught, I taught Beefcake how to wrestle. I think I did. I don't know. <laughs> I tried to. <laughs> I think that was part of it with Beefcake. Like, Johnny V was probably like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? But yeah, every, oh, like, Brutus Beefcakes. Gonna name his Brutus Beefcakes. Like, they <laughs> Brutus Beefcakes when he first shows up and he's just walking around. He's Brutus Beefcakes. Do you remember that? Yes. <laughs> it's like two times that Vince fucked up somebody's name on television. <laughs> Brutus Beefcakes. And he's like, gonna name his Brutus Beefcakes. And then Dork the Clown. <laughs> Dork the Clown. <laughs> Fucking Rob Bartlett says, there's Dork the Clown, and Vince is like, yeah, Dork the Clown. <laughs> Wait. What kind, of is, what, kind of name is, what kind of name is Dork for a clown? And Randy Savage has to go, I believe his name is Boink. Yeah, Randy Savage is the voice for reason. I believe his name is Doink. I believe his name is Doink. What kind of name name for a clown is Dork? (laughs) Just like, put some respect on it when you're talking about Doink. (laughs) Dork the Clown. (laughs) Brutus Beefcakes. (laughs) Brutus Beefcakes and Dork the Clown. (laughs) What would a Dink's name been if they just kept with Dork? (laughs) Dink, Dink. It's Dirk the Clown. Dirk. Dork and Dirk. <laughs> it's like, are they Norwegian? What's going on? 
These Norwegian clowns. These Norwegian clowns are paying the ass. <laughs> oh, God. That's funny. Dwork and Dwink. <laughs> What's going on? But anyway, yeah. All right. Well, that being said, <laughs> that is going to be a wrap for the WrestleMania weekend edition of the We Can't Wrestle podcast. I hope everybody has enjoyed it, and I hope you're enjoying yourself. Watching wrestling, <laughs> yeah, that came out wrong. <laughs> you understand before you say where you put your pauses. <laughs> if you're, if you're, if you're not enjoying it, no, <laughs> if you're dorking your beefcakes yeah. right now, <laughs> uh, Aaron, any 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 parting words for our listeners yeah. as the show has gone off the rails here at the end? Uh, Please do not enjoy yourself while listening to my show. Or show. <laughs> enjoy listening to the. <laughs> You're not editing that out, by the way. No, I'm not. Uh, anyway, thanks for listening. The tournament's going on for the, the WWF slash E World Tag Team Championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to stay up to date as much on it as I can, but with work, it's crazy. You guys aren't paying me, so I need to pay attention to them. But it's fun. Um, join the Facebook group if you yeah, haven't. join the Facebook group. Win free have. shit. Yeah. And also check out all the other shows on the WrestleNet Radio Podcast Network, including Reliving the Extreme. So <laughs> with the Arch is Cooking with Archie Mitchell. <laughs> Aaron's show, The Year That Was. <laughs> the Asylum Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> and we want to thank you for joining us. And we'll see you next time around, ladies and gentlemen. Um, um, and wrestle podcast. <laughs>